Hey there, it's Kate, bringing you replays of episodes to help you manage your mood, both in-the-moment strategies for when the crap hits the fan, as well as how to create a mood-supportive morning routine that helps you stay in a better place all day. Behind the scenes, I'm busy working on a new format and new episodes that I am super excited to share with you just as soon as they're ready. Thanks for sticking with me as I work on this reboot. And now, on with the show. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you wanna be. My mission? to help you keep growing. Hey there, welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate Hanley, your host. I'm also the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person, and this is the podcast for people who give a shit about being a decent human. I'm talking about mood this week and how to, you know, basically keep it in a good place. And today I'm sharing some longer term strategies compared to the quick fixes that I shared in Monday's episode. I have a few different little strategies to share with you, but they come under the overarching umbrella of setting up a routine. Because when you just wake up and start reacting to whatever presents itself, you are basically saying, let me get my mood jerked around every which way by whatever happens to happen today. Being in a reactive mode leaves you feeling pulled in a million different directions and frazzled and probably low mood. Unless, you know, maybe you're an ER doctor, in which case it's your job to react to things. Even then, there are still strategies you can use to set up your days in a way that keep your mood in a good place. Also, having a routine ties into productivity and productivity ties into mood. You may think if I'm in a bad mood, I don't need to worry about getting anything done. But it's kind of counterintuitive to that if you let your mood dictate what you do and you don't really do anything productive, then guess what? You're going to feel more stressed. You're going to feel unaccomplished. You're going to feel like, oh man, I just went and made my life even harder. So accomplishing something, on the other hand, actually boosts your mood. And it's not just about getting things done. It's also setting up a routine can help you make sure that you do nice things for yourself. And having a routine and knowing what you're going to do keeps you from ruminating and thinking over and over about whatever's tanking your mood because you're going to be able to just get into the flow of doing the stuff that you know you need to do and that you want to do. And that is going to be good for your mindset. So when you're thinking about creating a routine that's going to keep your mood in a good place, you want to think about having a balance between things that you do for pleasure and things that you do for being productive. I think we can't hear the message enough that we need to dedicate time to the things that we enjoy and that make us feel better. And certainly if you're neglecting these things, well, your mood is going to tank. You might feel like super highly accomplished, but you're going to get burned out and you're going to kind of resent all the things that you're doing and maybe resent yourself for not giving yourself more time. So let's just nip that in the bud and build in some pleasurable tasks right from the get-go. In addition, on the productivity end, you want to have a range of tasks. It's not just like, okay, now I'm having fun. Now I'm being productive. When you're being productive, you want to think about, 
Am I going to be doing an easy task? Am I going to be doing a medium hard task? Or am I going to be doing something hard, something that requires what Cal Newport called in his book, quote unquote, deep work? Why does this matter? Well, think about it. If you have a kid who's not being challenged in school, they're going to be bored. They're going to be checked out. They're going to be wondering what it's all for. Not great for mood. And we are just grown up kids. If we're just constantly taking it easy on ourselves, it's going to kind of open up a pathway to kind of question our existence, you know? On the flip side, if you're consistently feeling like you're climbing a mountain every day and you're always doing hard stuff, hard stuff, hard stuff with no respite, no mixing it up with easier things, that's fatiguing. And it's also kind of disempowering. You're probably going to be feeling like life is hard, maybe sorry for yourself, and that's not good for mood. So you want to have a balance between the difficulties of your tasks. So as you're thinking about your day and what your routine is going to be, you want to be thinking about your energy and when you naturally are in need of a lift and when you're naturally better suited for going deep. And then you're going to use those insights to create a basic rhythm to your days for yourself. Giving yourself a rhythm and a routine helps you build a habit of taking care of things and taking care of yourself. And it also helps reduce decision fatigue, which can deplete your energy and tank your mood. I'm going to share more about how to set up that routine and rhythm for yourself and what my routine looks like right after the break. Okay, so I want to give you a look at my routine because it might help you think about what your routine might be like. This is a very individual thing. I'm not saying that it is one size fits all by any means, but this is an example and I find that having an example of something helps me see like, oh, yes, I want to keep that part. And, oh, I need to change that part. So the rhythm to my day is basically, this is work days, pleasure, easy tasks, deep tasks, a little pleasure to reward myself for going deep, then some medium complexity tasks, then maybe something deep. Or if I need to keep it more medium, that's fine. But maybe I can have one more push before the end of the day and then I end the day with pleasure. Those are the categories. More specifically, I start the morning with a cup of tea and some admin stuff that's easy. Planning, making a call, cleaning off my desk, stuff like that. It helps give me a little boost of feeling accomplished. And then it's time to put on some music, light a candle, and do some writing. That's usually my deep work. It can change from day to day. What project I'm working on? Am I doing podcast? Am I working on a book with a client? But still, the deep work tends to happen in the morning, which means I need to not schedule appointments in the morning. It's something I finally learned after however many years of working for myself. And let me tell you, it feels great. So when I'm doing the deep work, I try and stay in that zone by altering my environment. Like I said, I turn on some music. I'll light a candle. I'm just trying to continually redirect myself. And it's very hard because I feel like our uh, attention span these days is short and you do something for 35 seconds and you're like, oh, I need a break. I wonder what's happening on Instagram. Anyway, it's like constantly redirecting just the way that like you would redirect a toddler. And then after, I hope, two hours of deep work, it's generally time for lunch and a walk the dog. That is my pleasure. I love getting outside. I listen to a podcast or an audiobook. I'm listening to Prince Harry's audiobook right now. He reads it. It's super fun and juicy and super pleasurable. Then when I come back after lunch, I try and do something a little less taxing. These are like my medium tasks. So let's say editing instead of writing. 
Then after I've been at it medium for a little while, usually the kids get home and I stop and I say hi to them and I just take a little breather. And then I try to get right back in with the medium or maybe even dive back into some deep work, which even though my energy might be low in the afternoon, I feel like I can do because I can taste the end of the day. It's like a final push. Then I try and exercise before I go and make dinner, both of which I consider to be pleasurable. Exercising in the moment maybe doesn't feel pleasurable, but man, afterwards it sure does. Sometimes if I need to, I'll do something easy after dinner for an hour. Like right now, I am trying to spend an hour collecting stuff for my taxes because I don't want to do it during the day and I can do it while watching a show and that makes it more pleasurable. So I'm kind of mixing and matching there. Just a final plug for routine. It makes things predictable, but it also trains you by giving you cues that you start responding to. It makes doing these things that are pleasurable and productive and easy, medium, and hard, makes them easier to do. Knowing that you have a time to do your deep work also will help you relax because you know you have time allotted for it. And you're not going to have those big tasks, those big complex tasks hovering over your head because you're avoiding them. You've got a spot for them. And so then it's like, whew. So when you're putting together your own routine, think about when your energy is naturally higher and when it's naturally lower, as well as when things in your life happen with some predictability, whether that's a regular meeting with a boss or a coworker or the kids coming home from school or your dog needing a walk. And then try and plan your pleasure, your easy tasks, your medium tasks, and your deep work tasks accordingly. This is how you balance taking care of the things you need to take care of and producing the work that you need to produce so that your mood stays stable and you also are making plenty of time for things that lift you up. Some days, it's true, your mood just won't be in a place for you to be productive. If you're feeling depressed or anxious or angry or just preoccupied with something, on those days when your mood is a little bit beyond the pale of what is a normal daily experience for you, it's important to lower your expectations on those days while still aiming for a mix of productivity and pleasure. The productivity, you want to feel accomplished. You don't want to feel like you're falling behind. And pleasure, you do want to take care of yourself. It's just You don't want to necessarily, you know, plan to do a bunch of deep work on one of those days. I've read advice that you should plan to be about 50% of your usual productivity. It's kind of like when you're not feeling super great. Maybe you didn't sleep well and you're tired, but you have an appointment with your trainer. You don't blow it off. You show up anyway. Maybe you're not lifting the heavy weights or maybe you go to the gym. You're not necessarily like trying to kill it on the elliptical But you're doing an easy walk on the treadmill. You're doing some stretches. Maybe you do some resistance machines. You're dialing down the intensity, but you're still getting yourself out there. You're still doing it. You're still doing something that makes you feel better, that makes you feel accomplished. And that's going to help your mood not stay in that lower place or out of bounds place, outside the bounds of your kind of typical daily experience for longer than it needs to. Now, having a routine is great for days that unfold according to plan, but we all know that there are many days that don't, and those days are what I'm talking about on Friday. We're going to be talking about how to regroup when your day goes sideways. I hope you'll come back. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. 
Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley. Don't forget the W. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 